0: It's November 17, 2022. My name is Jimmy Van, and this is KYN Live. My guest knows more about the Marvel Universe than I ever will. He has come <laughs> to the realization, like many of us, that he's just like his dad, and he says being a Bears fan is a painful experience. He is the co-host of the Grapsody podcast over at Fightful on Saturdays. This is Phil Lindsay. Phil, how are you, man?
1: I'm good. Uh, yeah. Being a being a Bears fan definitely is a painful experience. I don't I don't watch nearly as much as I used to, but watching uh, Seth Rollins tweet every every week and say he hates hates football pretty much proves my point.
0: Is he a Bears fan? Is that why he says it based on if they're winning or losing? Oh yeah, he's a big Bears fan. Uh huh. Okay, I didn't know, I didn't know what, what team was his uh, was his uh, allegiance. I knew that he says I hate or, or I love depending on if they're winning or losing, but I didn't yeah. know that it was Bears.
1: Interesting. He was- he was just at the game. I feel like the the same week that he won the United States Championship and he was at the game with the with the belt. I saw that Becky was there too, right? Yep. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, here's what's going to
0: happen. We're going to talk the KYN seven. Seven of the top news stories of the week that are stupid, funny, and weird. I'm going to get your reactions, and I'll ask you questions along the way. And guys, if you want to get in your super chats to get your question or statement right on the air, you can do it on YouTube. Or if you don't want to donate on YouTube, or if you uh, can't catch the show live, go to kynchat.com. Leave a question or statement anytime you want, and we will read it live on the air. So, Phil, if you've ever seen this, these stories are absurd. They're completely real, because I always bet them, and, uh, and I always have seven good ones. So are you ready to go? I'm ready. Let's start with story number seven, reported by KMSP Fox 9. Okay, so there's a man in Maplewood, Minnesota. He is 27-year-old Dylan Raymond Orr he lost his cell phone at a strip club in Minneapolis. So an employee finds the cell phone and they decide to go through it because they're trying to identify who owns it. Right. So the, the employee is going through the cell phone and when they went into it, they found something that they did not expect to find and it got the guy in trouble. Phil Lindsay, what do you think they found in the cell phone?
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess porn.
0: Oh, it was a good guess. The guy was sending messages and pictures about pipe bombs, including blueprints and uh, information on how to build them. And we got pics from the phone. Check this out. Look at that. So the strip club employee, he turned the phone over to police that had those pictures in it. We got another one that Joel's going to show you. They got a search warrant. They found materials at the guy's place consistent with pipe bombs. He pled guilty in federal court to illegally possessing a pipe bomb, and he faces a maximum of 10 years in prison. Now I got to tell you, I've seen Breaking Bad before. Usually, doesn't the criminal have a second phone, and then they do like the illegal stuff on the second phone so they don't have to worry about losing it at a strip club? Isn't that uh,
1: what happens? Yeah, I guess. Lucky for us that he didn't have a burner. Um, but <laughs> that is kind of crazy. The just the random stuff to just find on his phone. Um, wow, why was he taking pictures of it? I wonder. Was he? He was selling Oh, he selling them, oh, he's selling
0: them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I guess it never crosses mind. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this kind of activity, conducting this business on this phone. I'm bringing to a strip club, but that's what he did because that's people. So every story that we have on here, I always try to ask a question somehow related to the story. And so my question for you with this one is, if you lost your phone today, let's say today you lost your phone (laughs) and somebody found it and went through it because they wanted to identify the owner of the phone. Is there anything in there that could get you in trouble or at least leave you a little bit embarrassed?
1: Um, is there anything on my phone? Um yeah I'm probably sure there's like an embarrassing amount of either uh <laughs> either weird music people that don't don't know I listen to or tons of pictures from either wrestling or tons of stuff from you know doing stuff do please report where I have tons of steals from wrestling yeah Maybe.
0: I mean that's actually pretty safe that's not bad It's not a picture of a pipe bomb
1: no, no, I don't have any. Bomb material. On my phone. <laughs> I have anything crazy like that in my phone.
0: Good to know. We were talking off the air about CM Punk, so I thought the first story was ironic, given what you told me. <laughs> Phil, Phil said the CM Punk pipe bomb brought him back to wrestling, and so isn't that ironic that that's the first story of the of this uh, of it this is, podcast?
1: It is a bit ironic. I guess the takeaway I have is that uh, I don't know. I guess uh, bomb material is uh, more cost effective, and that's more a part of his plan than buying another phone. I don't know. That's probably what he thought. That's probably what he thought. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to story
0: number six, reported by the Daily Beast. So there's a 31 year old guy out of Philadelphia. His name is Alexander Taminsky. And he became somewhat of an internet sensation for creating a self imposed challenge. So this is a challenge that he came up with for himself. My question for you, Phil, is what was the self imposed challenge?
1: What is his self imposed challenge? Um, this guy. A lot of people are doing like food challenges, like the hot chip challenge. So I'm assuming it's something like that. Maybe it's a I don't know. Maybe I hope it's not something dumb like the Thai pot challenge that was going around. So you're on it with the food challenges. So
0: he wanted to eat 40 whole rotisserie chickens in 40 days. We got a video clip of him eating the 40th <laughs> one, courtesy of at Sammy Pex on Twitter. Check this out. <laughs> So this guy appropriately enough calls himself the chicken man. He posted a picture of himself eating chicken on Twitter every single day. I think I sent Joel some of the pictures. So every single day he posted these on Twitter and it picked up steam. The last one took place. The video that you just saw, he did that at an abandoned pier near a Walmart and he invited people to actually come out and watch what do you think 40 whole chickens in 40 days? Like, you know, is
1: is that something you would ever attempt? You like chicken that much? No, no, I, <laughs> I'd be done. I couldn't do it. I, I, I did enjoy his uh his, his throwing the arm up like the Undertaker. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> American badass style, just flinging his arm up in, in excitement after he finally finished this thing. Yes. Um, I can't imagine eating 40 chickens. That's crazy. It is. And whole chickens, too. It's not like yeah. you just had a couple of legs. You know what I mean? yeah whole thing man i could do it
0: (laughs) that's a lot of protein you know so i'm gonna ask you then is there any meal so forget about chicken is there any meal that you think that you could eat for 40 days straight because maybe this could become a viral graph city moment maybe
1: um what is something i could eat 40 40 days? days I don't know if there's anything I could eat for 40 days without getting tired of it. Um, no, I don't think there's anything. <laughs> I think, I think cause man, 40 days is a lot of days. Once it's you get to 20 of days. Of days, you're like, I can't do this. Like, let's just say, for example, it's pizza. I think after a while, like the taste of it would just make you make me want to vomit. Like I'm, I, I'm agree. Good. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Like even if it's something where it's your ultimate
0: favorite and the first day you eat it and you're like, God, oh, this is easy. This is easy. You know what i mean i would say after like a week after a week it's like let's just move on you know yeah I so good. that's a that's a hell of a lot of chicken that this guy put together so you know good for him good for the chicken man in philadelphia all right reminder guys get in your super chats to have your question or statement right on the air or if you don't want to donate through youtube or if you can't watch the show live go to kynchat.com leave a contribution at any time and we will read it live on the next show Let's move on to story number five reported by RoadToVR.com. And I know that you're a video game guy, so, so wait till you hear this, or at least you like video games. The creator of the original Oculus Rift virtual reality headset, guy's name is Palmer Lucky. He has come up with a modified version that's gotten him some attention. And so my question for you is, what is so unique about this modified virtual reality headset that got Mr. Lucky some attention?
1: uh yeah because the oculus that's the thing where it has the two controllers with it and it's like vr that's Um, right i don't know the closest i can think of i hope he didn't is he break it back smell vision (laughs) that's a good answer that's a good answer no
0: so when you die in the game you die in real life we have a picture of the headset (laughs) put it up joel there now joel leave that up for a minute so i can explain it that is the modified headset he said it was inspired by the anime called Sword, Sword Art Online, where the gamers that wore a headset, unbeknownst to them, they would die in real life if they died in the virtual world. That's what happened in the anime. Palmer Lucky's modified headset that you see right there, it's got three explosive charge modules that will fire and destroy the brain of the user when the appropriate game over screen is displayed. And here's the, here's the scariest part. He says that it's just a piece of office art right now. That's all it is. It's like a prop. But he seems interested in pursuing the idea further. And so my question is, why? 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 Does the world need this? Do we need a a, a VR headset like this?
1: We do not need this because you're you're always eventually going to lose. So why would you want this? Yes. No, I don't. I don't need it. Like
0: I was trying to think, is there any? The only thing I could possibly think of is maybe if, it, if it's like a like a, a a serial killer that that admits to his crimes or something, and you put like three of them in the room and they got to have a VR you know tournament or something. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know, man. What I
1: I just I don't understand. No. But this is this is what he came up with. Maybe they're gonna do some weird like eSport tournament to the death or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's no amount of money, right? There's no No. amount of money. I mean, this is basically Squid Game on virtual reality,
0: kind of, you know? So let me ask you. So you hear a lot now about the metaverse, right? Uh, If you could be whoever you wanted to be, and if you could do whatever you wanted to do in the metaverse, who would you be and what would you do?
1: If I could be anybody in the metaverse, um, I think that... uh, no, because I was going to say, I think it probably would be cool to be president, but who wants to be president? Who wants, <laughs> who wants actual control and like all of the criticism that comes with being president? Uh-huh. I certainly wouldn't want to be like, yeah, I'm I'm Joe Biden for a week. What a weird experience. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be him for a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it, probably about, that's probably the closest i can get, just be president, just to see what the experience, experience of it is, but Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating.
0: So basically anywhere in the game that you would go, the secret service would have to show up like two days before. Yeah. That's kind of, that's basically what they do. You know? Interesting. All right, let's go on to story number four posted on Instagram by the TSA or the transportation security administration. Uh, People are so, so, so interesting. So there was a passenger headed to Haiti and he was going through a TSA checkpoint at the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood international airport in Florida. He got caught, tried to conceal a firearm and ammunition as he's going through the security checkpoint. My question for you is, how did they try to hide the gun while they were going through security?
1: Uh, Didn't try to hit us with the Plexico and put it in his crotch, did he?
0: That might have worked out better. What they did was they stuffed it inside a raw chicken. And we got pics, courtesy of the TSA's Instagram. There it is, wrapped up inside a raw chicken. And this is real. Now, I got to say, okay, so I know that there are obviously gun laws when it comes to transporting firearms. But aren't there also laws about bringing raw food out of country, too? Like, you
1: can't just bring a raw chicken. No, it had to go through customs.
0: Right. So this, this guy clearly did his homework. So not only is he bringing a firearm, but he's stuffing it inside a raw chicken. And that's what he did. And big surprise that he got caught. So with you, have you ever tried to conceal anything from airport security? And it could be anything, you know how sometimes people will buy something and it costs more than whatever they're allowed over a certain period. Maybe you bought something that was more expensive than it should have been. You didn't claim it. Has there ever been a time when you tried to conceal anything uh, from airport security?
1: Um. I think once when I was trying to avoid checking the bag, um, and that I forgot when I put all of my toiletries in there that um it was something that was over the ounce requirement and I was just sitting there the whole time like, please don't make me throw this away <laughs> Please don't make me throw this away and I have to buy it when I get there. And of course it was. I think it was toothpaste or something. It was something boring like that.
0: I was on vacation one time in, I think it was in Antigua, and I was so proud of myself because I found a really big shell on the beach, like a big one, like the size of my hand. And as an idiot, I didn't realize you couldn't put that in your carry-on, and I didn't want to put put it in. in no, No, because it was something about there could be organic material inside it or something. And I didn't know this and I didn't want to put it in my check bag cause I thought it would get crushed. So I figured if I put it in my carry on, it's safe. They confiscated it. I tried everything. I was like, I'm a good Canadian boy. I, I, I mean no harm. I found this on my beach. My daughter wants it. Come on. And they took my damn shell, Phil. Yeah. They took my damn shell.
1: The only time I could think of something else happening like that is, uh, I went to Houston with a girl I was dating and, uh, we went to David Buster's or somewhere, and for some whatever reason, we we won these goofy uh, plastic samurai swords that we were just like playing around that night, hitting each other with. And um, I was like, "Man, I don't think we could take these in the airport." So at the time, <laughs> trying to put this in a in in my bag and trying to get it in the airport, and of course they were like, "What is this?" And it's like, it's just plastic. It, it, like if you open it, it was clearly like white plastic, but that's where we are with airport security now <laughs> did they take it no no oh. it, it was just one of those embarrassing things where um, they opened our suitcase and right right they had to right, hold right, it right. in the air and bring their manager <laughs> around like hey is it okay for them to put this on there and it's a clearly toy sword but it right was like right right it's okay for them to do this
0: that's the world we're in like you said yeah that's the world that we're in All right, final reminder, get in your Super Chats to have your question statement right on the air or go to kynchat.com, leave a a contribution at any time, and we will read it on the next show. Let's go to story number three, reported by foodnetwork.com. I'd be curious for your opinion on this one. So you know how we've heard about weird food combinations, right? Like pumpkin spice everything, or like bacon donuts, or they make a peanut butter and jelly burger at a place called Slater's Fifty Fifty, which uh, Bobby Lashley always talks about. There's a beverage company called Ora Bora, and they have come up with something. I think it's for the U.S. Thanksgiving season is why they came up with it. My question is, what festive product did this beverage company create?
1: Uh, something outlandish that is Thanksgiving related. Um, is it a stuffing?
0: That's a good answer. No, it is a green bean casserole sparkling water. There's a pic of it right there. They say that it has a sweet, earthy, and buttery flavor and that it is like taking a bite out of a perfectly crunchy, succulent green bean. It was made available through Ouroboros' Next Secret Menu, which is mainly accessible through its newsletter for its email subscribers. Now, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. When I want water, I'm not thinking earthy. I'm not thinking buttery. And I'm sure as hell not thinking green beans. You know what I mean?
1: No, the last thing I'm thinking if I want a refreshing um, drink of water is buttery. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I think I want that. So, do you think there's a market for this? Do you think like
0: green bean casserole sparkling water, or do you think maybe people out of curiosity will try it one and once and that's
1: it? Yeah, I think it's one of those novelty things where people will go try it once, but I don't think there's a real shelf life to this thing.
0: No, I don't know. if I've got even one at once. No, I don't know. I don't either. Buttery water. I don't know, man. I don't know. So if you were going to give a try to a Thanksgiving-inspired flavor in a sparkling water, something that you might find interesting, what would it be? And you can't say cranberry because that's too easy. So maybe like turkey or gravy or stuffing. Is there any kind of Thanksgiving-inspired flavor that you might find appealing in a sparkling water?
1: In a sparkling water. Uh. Can I say pumpkin
0: pie? And I figured you might go down that road. Yeah, I mean, that that's thats a natural one. Like pumpkin spice is everything now anyway. Yeah, but even so though that, that
1: sounds gross, I don't want pumpkin pie. I would pie. take it <laughs> over
0: green bean casserole.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would definitely take it over green beans too. But yeah, both of those sound pretty disgusting.
0: <laughs> okay, if Ouroboric comes out with a pumpkin pie uh, uh, sparkling water, I'll let you know about it. Maybe I'll send you some samples too.
1: Yeah, I'll try it on Grappity.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll do that, yeah. Let's go into story number two. This one was reported by Japan Today, and we're sticking with the food theme for this one. So it seems like Japan has done it all when it comes to simulating flavors in food. You know, you hear about everything when it comes to Japan. There is a new candy that is being sold exclusively through Lawson convenience stores in Japan, and it's getting attention because of its unique flavor that's getting this candy attention. What kind of candy do you think this is?
1: Um, It's something outlandish. Uh, I'm going to go with something like seafood related, like, I don't know, like crab or something.
0: I mean, it is Japan. So they call it tasteless candy. Check out a picture of this thing. Look at that. So this thing has two ingredients. One is synthetic sugar substitute polydextrose, and the other is organic sugar substitute erythritol. A reporter for Japan Today tried that thing, and they said that the sweetness was a little bit better than white rice, but a little less sweet than raw egg. That's what they said about this candy that they're calling tasteless candy. I don't know how to say this without sounding dirty, Phil, so I just have to say it. Was this made maybe for people because they just want something in their mouth with all the sweetness? Like, why? What's the market for tasteless candy?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. That description doesn't make it sound very good either. Uh, as sweet as rice, or they the egg? said
0: they said slightly sweeter than white rice, but not as sweet as a raw egg. Yeah, no, nah.
1: <laughs> nah. Like there must be, there must be some people, maybe they get dry mouth and they just want to have something in their mouth. Maybe, maybe, Um, maybe that's just for like uh, people that are trying to wean themselves off of eating as much sugar, but uh, those ingredients don't sound healthy. (laughs) No, no. It's basically man-made chemical is what it is. You know what I
0: mean? But leave it to Japan. They got tasteless candy. That's what they got. So aside from water and medicine, is there any food or beverage that you might find appealing if they made it completely tasteless?
1: Uh, something besides water or medicine.
0: Yep. Uh, if there was a tasteless version of it, would you be like, Oh, I might try that.
1: There was a tasteless version of it. I don't know, man. Cause a good part of eating and, and, and food is enjoying flavor. Like why do you want something to taste like nothing? Um, <laughs> I was thinking maybe the nutrition, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe that, I mean, yeah, cause I mean, that falls out of medicine, but maybe something like a, uh, uh, protein drink cause a lot of those protein drinks are, have that awful aftertaste to it. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's actually good. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I was thinking cucumber. The one thing that I have in common with The Undertaker is I hate the smell and taste of cucumber, but I know that it is beneficial for hydration and stuff like that. So if they could make cucumber tasteless, I'm all for it. That works for me. But uh, otherwise, I'm with you, man. You eat the food for the flavor. And so uh, same thing with the candy. If I'm not a candy guy, but if I was going to get a candy, I'm not getting a tasteless candy.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know? if you're going to go full in and eat, eat sugar, you don't want it to taste like nothing.
0: Right, right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, leave it to them. Good, good, good for good. the lost and convenience stores in Japan. All right, it is time for story number one, final story of the week. I always leave a unique one for last, and so that's what I got for you. This is reported by The Mirror. So there's an 86-year-old man in England. His name is Stuart Haywood. He is looking to rent out people's gardens. He doesn't want to rent their house he wants to rent their garden. My question for you, Phil Lindsay, why is Mr. Haywood wanting to rent out people's gardens?
1: Uh, good reason. I'm going to go with photography. That makes, that makes sense.
0: So he wants to strip down and frolic around naked in seclusion. And we got pics of Mr. Haywood, censored ones. There he is. So he is a nudist. He's an 86-year-old nudist. He used to go with his wife to a nudist resort for two weeks a year. But as they've gotten older, they're finding it harder to make the journey. So they want to find somewhere close to home where he can can continue to carry out his hobby. It's not a sexual thing. It's just a lifestyle choice for him. What do you think? If you had a place for rent and if Stuart Haywood hit you up and he wanted to rent out your garden so he could go strip down a couple days a week, how would you feel about that? Would that be something you'd be you'd consider?
1: I'm I'm not at home for any of this. I don't need to see it. I don't want to be any part of it. It's not like we're gonna have like a uh, garden furniture out there that he's gonna sit on. Cool. Um, if it's just him having this uh, this release, whatever this pleasurable release is of him running around naked in the garden. Yeah, it's not
0: sexual. He because he made it clear in the story. Right. It's not sexual.
1: Go for it, buddy. Um, I don't need to see anything of it. I I don't. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, money is money, but. I, I don't want anything to do with it after.
0: <laughs> so have you ever had a place for rent? You get an email. He's like, hey, I only need it two days a week. Just two days a week. But he tells you why. You're like, yeah, I, I think I'm good. I think I'm good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just have to make sure those two days. Uh, I'm never at home. I don't know anybody <laughs> that's coming to my house for any reason.
0: Right, 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 right. No security cameras. No security cameras. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So my final question for you, do you have any personal stories? They can either be related to yourself or related to somebody, you know, do you have any personal stories where someone accidentally exposed themselves to somebody else? Accidentally exposed themselves. Um, Forgot to lock the door. Maybe, you know, who knows?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think we've all had an incident where, um, forgot to lock a lock a bathroom door or something and somebody came walking in or something. Um, I, th- I do think one of the funniest <laughs> that I've heard is my friend uh, walking around her apartment naked and the guy, they're doing construction either below her apartment or around the apartment and she's just like randomly walking around and so she... <laughs> like walks up to a window with like a fresh hanging out her mouth and everything. And she looks out a window and it's just a uh, construction worker, just right at the window. <laughs> <laughs> looking right at her apartment. And she's just like, Oh my God, what? <laughs> that's almost a Seinfeld episode.
0: There was a Seinfeld episode where there was a woman across the street on the same level as Seinfeld. So every, every time they looked at the window, that's all you saw. Basically. How did that story end with, with your friend?
1: No, I think she was just she was just embarrassed to just. Close the
0: <laughs> Hell, at least that's where it's ended, because, you know, the, the society today, you never know. So that's
1: that's a positive.
0: All right. I want to thank our guest, Phil Lindsay. Phil, tell the people what you're doing and where they can find you.
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Phil DL six one six. You can, of course, watch City every Saturday at noon Eastern time on uh, FIFO's YouTube channel That's hosted by me. Righteous Reg and Washington you can also find my writing at Bleacher Report and Daily DDT.
0: Awesome. That'll do it for KYM Live. Tune in next Thursday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time for more silliness that's completely real. Until then, bye
1: for now.